Sorry about that. That's okay. I went to click on my browser and Skype jumped in front of my mouse and decided to be there all of a sudden. Okay. That works. Um, I, I did find an interesting article about board gaming. Okay. So what's up? The Gloomhaven and Pandemic Legacy creators team up for a new project. Okay. Sure. We can talk about that. I mean, I haven't played. I, they're both games on top of my list, but my... We... But it's just they're teaming up for. I just found this article like right before you called. I was just trying to find stuff. It's called "Return to Dark Tower: The App yeah. and a Board Game Brings Together Raw, the Pandemic Legacy, and Loomhaven Creator for the First Time." Yeah, it's it's on Kickstarter now. It's yeah. a it's a, a Restoration Games joint. Yeah, we can totally talk about "Return to the Dark Tower." I have seen it, but I have okay. not played it. I have sat at the table while it was played. Um, okay. And it's cool. Um, so we can definitely talk about that. Um, so uh, we've got a new drop coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um, we have Steam has the Lunar New Year sale. What is that? Oh, that's me. Okay. Um the New Year sale, which there's some decent stuff on there. Um, nothing bananas, but you know, we'll go through some of that. We'll go through your drop. One difference, because I actually went and listened back to that. The episode was too screwed up um, because of the fact that every time you hang up, it creates a different call. Okay, yeah, and I understood that. So that's why I didn't. I just said forget about it, and we, that'll just be what happens since we're recording these live. Um, yeah, if it happens. Until, Again, I think all I have to do is shut off my Wi-Fi on my computer and turn it right back on, because that's all what right. I did the last time, and I should be able to pop right in on the same call. Okay, so... Fingers well, it doesn't happen. It should no, happen. When you hang up, I mean, if you disconnect from me, and then it reconnects, it on my system, it produces two separate recordings that oh. have to be stitched together. But that's okay. okay. If, it, if we can't publish it, we can't publish it. It is what it is. We can still put the video up on YouTube. Um... Okay. But when you do the drop, don't pause for a response from me in between okay. games. Just okay. go, because it sounds really awkward with you going game and me going, yep, and game. And, like, I'm okay. a, I am forceful enough that I will tell you to stop when there is something that is absolutely worth talking about. Um, and then we'll, the, the time that we save from doing that, we'll just do a pick of the week afterwards whatever that may be. Okay. And sometimes it might be stupid, and that's fine. Um, let me get to the Facebook page and get the drop up. Yep. And I uh, just pulled up. There are actually some ge some big games leaving Game Pass soon, too. Okay. We can talk about that. Glad I just finished playing Tomb Raider, because it's going away. <laughs> huh. That was one of the first, like, big draws. Um... Yeah, it's actually all five games leaving are big games. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they're not going to be there forever. They were never going to be there forever. So. Yeah. All right, let me get your list. And then we'll get going. Evan, if you're watching stuff that's funny and is going to make you laugh while I'm on my show... You have to stop watching stuff that's going to make you laugh while I'm on my show. So watch something serious. 
Um, but not so serious it makes him cry, start crying instead. Yeah, it'd be all right. <laughs> all right, come on. And I finally found the best source to figure out the new game releases. Okay. Metacritic. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't really thought about that. So... No, I was searching because VG release list has burnt me way too many times now. Okay. Because I have to. I think you saw my post. I have to do a correction tonight. A game that was I said was coming out. Yeah, it's not coming out till February twenty third. of the EFG show. My name is Steven Dutzman and I am joined as always by Jeff Walker, one of the amazing community managers for EngageFamilyGaming.com. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I did that all in one breath. That was very impressive. Um, nice work. So, thank you. Thank you. I am a pseudo professional. So um, it's Thursday and that means it's time for you and I to get on Skype and talk about video games and board games and all of the family gaming news that is fit to throw out into Facebook Live. Um, interestingly enough, not a lot of stuff, but we figured it out. We made it work. This was a busy news week for not family gaming stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but we're good. We'll make it. Um, so welcome to everybody listening. I do have some housekeeping. A few things. First, this past weekend on Saturday... I said it was going to be at noon. It turned out that it took us until about 7 to get over some technical issues. But we did officially launch our Minecraft Realm. So, if you or your child want to participate in the official EFG Minecraft Realm, uh, send a message with your Xbox Live username into the Engaged Family Gaming Facebook page, and either myself or the moderator, Evan, will uh, make sure that you are whitelisted and give you the instructions on how to get there. We'll send you the link so that you can join the, join the game. Um, not a lot of participation yet, but we know this is a slow burn, and it's a, he, Evan did a pretty cool stream where he went through and showed the awesome spawn point he made with this really super cool tree. Uh, we're going to be posting that up onto our YouTube channel uh, within the next couple of days, just you know, cleaning it up a little bit. It is very cool. Uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy themselves, and um, yeah, my kids are already enjoying themselves in it, so why not join them? Um, other housekeeping... Our podcast is one feed now. It used to be I had the EFG Daily Commute separate and the the Mothership podcast was all over the place and I had truly like four or five other podcasts in the works. Uh, that is all gone. We're not doing that anymore. It's all under one feed. So if you go to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash podcasts, you will find this show, the Mothership show, the EFG Daily Commute, an upcoming tabletop role-playing game show, including a potential live play with me and my kids. Uh, yes, I'm going to pretend like I'm Matt Mercer, even though I'm definitely not <laughs> Matt Mercer. So, um, yeah, that's housekeeping. Let's get to work. Jeff, I think you're frozen. But I'm just going to roll with it. So, um, oh, I can hear him a little bit. This is the fun part about shooting this live. Am I frozen? Yeah, your face is frozen, but I can hear you. Okay, well, at least... 
We'll go with it for now. You, you, okay. If it makes you feel better, you're not making a stupid face. You're just making a very serious face. So That's let's good. just roll with it. That's so, because gaming is serious business. Gaming is, in fact, serious business. Especially family gaming is serious business. So why don't we start with... your? Well, actually, I think I might be able to do something about this. Let me... I'm going to hide your feed. And then I'm going to add you back. Okay, that didn't help. Um... Well, we'll just live with it for now. Uh, hopefully the, the stream will catch up. <laughs> so uh, let's start with the drop. Basically, you publish a list on the Engage Family Gaming website on Sunday mornings. And you tell us, by the way, you are unfrozen now. So I knew it would okay. happen. Uh, and so you tell us all of the video games that are rated E through T that are... Um, that, that are, have come out during, or will be coming out during the following week. And so you published that this week. Why don't you just kind of go through some of the games, and we'll uh, we'll kind of go over them and see. Uh, I, I will share my opinions, and I'd love to hear yours. Yes. So, come. What came out on Tuesday, January twenty first? We have Caveman Chuck for the Switch, Ember for the Switch, Lumini for Xbox One and PS Four. Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha for the Switch. Yep. And the Shenmue 3 Battle Rally DLC for PS4 and PC. Um, I'd like to make a correction on my list that came out on Sunday. My list originally said that Rune Factory 4 Special came out for the Switch. In fact, my sources lie to me. And by sources, I mean VGRelease.com. Oh, you know what, Jeff? Hold on. I think I did. I think I made a boo boo. <laughs> I think this is on my personal page, so we might have to start over on the actual EFG page. Yep, totally on the wrong page. Oh, I didn't even notice because <laughs> I just saw the feed on my Facebook page. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize it was from you. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do, everybody. I'm gonna hop out right now, and we're gonna start again. Just a moment, everybody. Okay, it was good practice. Um, destination Facebook, paste as, post as, and I'm just gonna ju just gun right into it. Okay. Waiting. Do you know how to pronounce the game 198X? 1980. Nope. nope. Well, just I'll wane it. Fake it, man. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, everyone. Good evening, and welcome to take two of our attempt at the EFG show for tonight. It is a Thursday, so that means myself, Stephen Dutzman, the founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com, and Mr. Jeff Walker from the Frozen North of the community management team for EngageFamilyGaming.com come together and share all of the family-friendly gaming news that is fit to throw out onto Facebook Live. We just got through 10 minutes of an episode on my personal Facebook page because I am dumb and clicked the wrong button. But here we are, Jeff. Let's just do this again. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have two pieces of housekeeping before we go into the news and the drop and all that stuff. First... Last Saturday, we announced the official EFG Minecraft Realm, 
We did that with, I think it was about a 45-minute live stream where my son, in a fancy wizard hat, showed off the spawn zone and kind of showed some of the neat terrain that was all over the place um, in this very large world. He's very excited. Uh, if you want to play uh, in the Minecraft realm, or if your kids want to play in the Minecraft realm, this is a non-PVP private server that will be heavily moderated. So we will be... Um, if you want to play, you have to be whitelisted. So the best thing to do is send a message to the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page with your Xbox Live username, and we will make sure that you have all the appropriate instructions. Um, so that's step one. Step two, all of our podcast feeds have been unified into one feed. So this show, the Mothership Show, where we alternate between video games and board games, the EFG Daily Commute, along with a number of other irregular or regular products like a tabletop role-playing game show, uh, content about collectible card games and MMOs, maybe even a live play where I pretend like I'm Matt Mercer, even though I am definitely not Matt Mercer. And if you don't know who that is, look it up. He's a very talented man. Way more talented than me. So um, go to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash podcasts or just search Engage Family Gaming on any podcast network you have and you'll see a feed called Engaged Family Gaming Podcasts. Subscribe, listen, review us, share us with friends. We're trying to grow the audience. Started over a little bit by switching it from multiple feeds into one. Uh, so we're hoping to build the audience back up again. And it has been um, steady, but not as quick as I would like. So join the party, head on over, and like our podcast. By the way, this show will, whenever possible, um, and that's largely dependent on technology, will also be posted as an audio podcast on the EFG podcast feed. Jeff, I didn't do that in one breath. But I think I did a pretty good job just trying to fire through all the housekeeping that I already did once today on my own personal Facebook page. Yes, you, you did an amazing job. And I will say, I did watch a little bit of the Minecraft stream. As I've said before, I don't really understand Minecraft, but I will say the tree looked amazing. I can't believe how talented he was to make that tree. The one time I did play Minecraft, I managed to make a house and mess it up, so... He is he is pretty good at that. Uh, realistically, he said he wanted to build a tree, and I imagined that it was going to be, like, four square. And, no, he put bark on it. He had, you know, cool vines hanging from it. He put flowers in different spots. He had, like, a really good plan. He also built, like, a weird little temple in it that he wouldn't show off because he didn't want to um, ruin the surprise for people who <laughs> managed to get into that thing. So it's pretty rad. Uh, I'm very proud, and he is in charge of his own EFG product. That's our Engage Family Gaming Realm. So anybody that's interested in playing that Minecraft game, um, like I said, shoot us a message. And if you don't know how to get an Xbox Live username, for example, because you play on Switch or PS4, that's fine. Send us a message. We will give you the information that you need. Just say you want to play or you want your kids to play, and I can tell you we're going to make it as safe as we possibly can. It will be a very heavily moderated Minecraft game. So, um, Jeff, one of your, you yes. are part of the community management team, but one of your content generation uh, responsibilities, which I say responsibility, but you took it upon yourself to put out a, re a release list of video games every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time yes. that goes through all the games rated E through T by the ESRB. Yes, and I'm pretty sure I've done it almost every Sunday for about a year and a couple months. Yep. I may have missed one or two. 
I uh, agreed. You, you, I don't think you've missed any. I really don't. I um, did. I missed the week after Christmas because I was in my okay. parents' house that gets 1.5 megabytes per second. Well, because you're from the frozen north. The, literally, the internet waves freeze. Like, they just, you see, you should see them in the air. They just freeze and then just fall to the ground. It's crazy. I get it. Um, but I don't count that as missing one because it was the week after Christmas. Um, and really nothing came out. So really we no. were okay. But this past week you put out a list and I'd love to talk about it because I think there's some interesting choices on there. Yes. And before we start, I would like to say there is one quick correction on my list. Um, I put on the list that on Tuesday, Rune Factory 4 Special Archival Edition came out for the Switch. That, in fact, is not coming out till February, the end of February. My sources, which is VGReleaseList.com, was wrong. They burned you again. They burned me again. They don't update as often as they should. Now, I felt special saying my sources, but really, no, it's just a website that anyone can go to. But I do the work so you don't have to. And, and thank <laughs> you very much for that because um, I tried to do that back in the day and it just didn't work. You are you do a much better job. So um, so thank you. Why don't you go through some of the games? Because like I said, I think there are some pretty interesting games that are out there. Yes. Yeah, so Tuesday, January 21st, we have Caveman Chuck for the Switch, Ember for the Switch, Lumini for Xbox One and PS4, Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha for the Switch, and Shenmue 3 Battle Rally DLC for the PS4 and the PC. Okay. Um, on Wednesday, we have one game coming out on Wednesday, January 22nd, and that's Soccer Tactics and Glory for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Have you seen anything on this okay, game? Yeah, we're going to talk about this one. Yeah. We're going to talk and, about this one. You know, and let me just say, when I first saw the game, I thought it was just going to be a game we gloss over until someone i saw someone on twitter chris scolian he if you want to look him up he wrote the nes encyclopedia this year is coming out with the snes encyclopedia next year and then the year after that coming out with a mega drive slash genesis encyclopedia um he reviewed it for nintendo life and i thought this was just going to be a throwaway soccer game but it is a soccer tactical rpg yep yeah you're he said everything he said is true, guys. It's a turn-based tactical role-playing game, a la Shining Force, Final Fantasy Tactics, Disgaea. The uh, difference XCOM. is XCOM. The difference is you are playing as well. In this case, it's a football team because it's soccer, but whatever. I am very stoked for this game. I I can't justify playing full price for it right now because I have so many yes. other projects that I have to do. Specifically, I have to. I have to buy Temtem, and we'll talk about Temtem later. Um, <laughs> EFG is taxing me right now. It's making me. Uh, it's making me buy games, Jeff. I have to. I have to do it. But it's for the children. Um, so, yes, this game looks great. I cannot wait until it is on sale. I will be buying this. I will be playing it. It's not quite Captain Subasa, which is. I, I saw you post that today. That game looks ridiculous as well for a soccer game. Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Anime soccer. I talk about it at length uh, during this week's uh, Mothership podcast with Amanda Farrow where we talked about our most anticipated games of the year. And that is one of my most anticipated games of the year. And I only knew about it as of yesterday. I am so excited. It is so stupid. 
Guys, you do a bicycle kick, and when you do a bicycle kick, you summon a giant flaming lion, okay? Giant flaming lion. Okay, so. Now, um, what else you got? Yeah, I would say I think that's the longest we will probably ever talk about soccer games in this channel. <laughs> yes. Uh, Thursday, so coming out today, January 23rd, there was a whole list of them. We have 1980X for the Switch which I believe came out on PS4 and Xbox One or PC last year. Mm -hmm. I uh, think, I it, think was so. pretty, it was a pretty big release at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Assemblance for the Switch. Mm -hmm. Classic Snake Adventures for the Switch, which is just Classic Snake, but they add, like, quests or something that you have to do, and it's all sure. different levels. Sure. Uh, dual, uh, the Dual Brain Volume 2 Reflex for the Switch. Dual Brain Volume 1 came out last month. If you're interested in getting the whole series. Well, that uh, was a pretty intense turnaround time for the sequel. Yeah, I, I know. I You would think they're probably... And it's interesting because they're coming out at the same time as Dr. Kiwashima's brain training. Which yeah. isn't out here, but it's out in Japan and Europe as of now. Okay. Uh, also else? coming out is the DualShock 4 back button attachment. Okay. Um, which I'm, I am very hyped for. What about you? I'm unsure what it's supposed to do. Sure. Let me talk about it. So it's an attachment that you plug into the bottom. This is an Xbox controller, but it'll give you a good enough estimate. Let me unwrap the cord. I know. I wrap a cord. How bad am I? Um, I think it's just crazy that you're still using a controller with cords. Um. Okay. <laughs> so when you have three heavy gaming children... Um, you buy the knockoffs? You buy uh, <laughs> wired controllers because they leave them unplugged and charged, and they play through them quite quickly. You ah. do not burn through the charge on your controllers quite as quickly as the Dutzman household, so give me a darn break. Also, um, so <laughs> this is the wired Xbox controller, um, but the, the, the circle attachment for a PlayStation 4 controller goes like this. You plug it into the bottom here, and then... I gotta figure out what my webcam is. And so then it adds this little attachment, and what it does is it puts buttons right here. Oh, so the like the Xbox Elite controller. More or less, yes. It's like the and Xbox Elite controller. You'll be able to map to those buttons. Yes. And it, okay. the back of the attachment actually has a little LED screen, um, and you can or an L C D screen and you can like touch it and you know, control it that way. Um we have a Switch controller, one of the Power A wireless ones. It was given to our daughter for Christmas. And having two buttons, you know, on the bottom that you can map are a godsend for her. And so I would only, because she can't touch the top button, so she okay. has to put the triggers down. I would presume from an accessibility perspective, that would also certainly be very helpful. Uh, I use it. You know, we, the, the issue is all of us use it differently, so we have to remap it every time, but that's why that touchscreen would be very useful. It is a relatively expensive attachment. There's no real question about that. And I, they haven't told us whether or not DualShock, DualShock 4 controllers will be compatible with the, Expo, with the PlayStation 5. However, um, I'm hoping that this gives us like a little bit of a peek as what the DualShock 5 will look like and what kind of options it will have. It's 30 bucks. You can plug it into the bottom of your controller. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's it's neat. Uh, we yeah, will be buying at least one. I mean, as soon as you add in your $60 controller, which most of the time you can get for 50 or less, 
Plus that thirty dollars still cheaper than an Xbox Elite controller, so and doing the same yeah. functionality. I mean, the advantage of the Xbox Elite controller is it does have some other customization yeah. options, and it is forward compatible. Meaning you'll be able to use it with your Xbox One Series X, which is convenient. However, it's a you know it's still a two hundred and fifty dollar controller, yeah, or something like that. Um. So anyway, so what else we got? Uh, also coming out on Thursday, we have Earth Knight for the PS4. That came out on Switch earlier uh, last year. I'll talk about that one. Earth Knight is really freaking good. I've played it at PAX. I have I played it at PAX twice, I think. Um, I had an appointment. That, no, I only played it at PAX once. But I had an appointment. It was one of the first games I played at PAX last year, I believe. And no joke, I played it, and uh, I... Went back later in the day, played it again. Went back later in the day again and played it a third time. Like, I really wanted to play the demo a lot because it is very cool. What it is, you play as one of two characters. You are running across the back of dragons and, you know, capturing and finding treasure. You're trying to find water because it's a post-apocalyptic, it's a dragon apocalypse. Everything is hand-drawn and it is procedurally generated to a degree. There's a series of... Each level is made is made up of like i'll say seven chunks right okay and what they do is the game assembles those chunks differently every time but you can still remember what you can kind of as you play it a lot you get used to oh this is what this section looks like it may be at the beginning it may be at the end it may be in the middle and there may be 20 available chunks and it'll only choose seven and again i'm i'm making up those numbers there but what it does is it kind of pits together the puzzle and there are pieces that you might not see quite all the time um it's very cool the the platforming is insane it runs like an infinite runner but it's not because eventually you get to the head of the dragon and you can destroy it it's super cool the characters are neat the animation is great the music is gorgeous uh earth knight is absolutely worth picking up especially if you love platformers if you like infinite runners like on your phone but you're looking for something a little bit more challenging and that actually has an end, Earth Knight is absolutely the right game. All right, I may have to pick it up because I love platformers, and I remember seeing it. It was at the Nintendo Indie Showcase during Gamescom this year is when they revealed it and showed it off, I believe, at least on the Nintendo side of things. But continuing on, we also have on Thursday. Thursday, today was a big release day. Jewel Wars for the Switch... Uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be getting that? Uh, no, because I have to finish the, first, the actual game first. Uh, <laughs> but eventually, yeah. Event, yeah, I I will probably get it on sale. It did not blow me away like DLC should, I thought. Especially being a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. I mean, to be fair, bro, you named your daughter Kyrie. You're buying yeah. this DLC. Just maybe not now. I get it. But yeah. come on. Come on. Yeah. Don't play but, me. Don't play me like that. I think if it would have come out with more Disney worlds, I'd be a little more excited for it. Oh, I, I, I fully understand that buying it may be a chore for you, but come on. Are you really telling me that you're not going to play Kingdom Hearts content? It's not a physical release, so we'll see. <laughs> Guys, this is... Well, you can see it. This is this is me rolling my eyes. Of course, come on. Come on. This is like me being like, nope, not going to buy a Final Fantasy game. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But anyway, it's fine. You can buy it on sale. But you will play yeah. it and eventually we'll talk about it. I will it. play eventually, yes. Um, I saw a screenshot. Day. One of the screenshots looks really cool. Yeah, it looks cool, but so did Kingdom Hearts 3, and I thought it was a big disappointment. But w- that is neither here nor there. Yeah, we've been over this before. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Mosaic for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath for Switch. Mm-hmm. Omotomo for Switch. Yeah. Poop Po Space Deluxe for Switch. I don't even know what that is. I don't think yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, Rugby 20 for Xbox One. Sega Ages Fantasy Zone for Switch. Okay. Sega. And before we, if you want to talk about Fantasy Zone, there's also Sega Ages Shinobi for Switch that came out today. Sega Ages Shinobi is is the better option. Yes. Shinobi. Fantasy. Go ahead. Fantasy Zone, if you like, I if you've heard the phrase cute 'em ups. I mean, I haven't, but I get it. Shinobi is a cool like arcade. It's an arcade port. It is neat. It is, you know, it's a ninja game. How can you hate a ninja game? By the way, my it, children are directly to my left on iPads and whatnot watching YouTube. So occasionally you might hear one of them titter because kids in YouTube. But Shinobi is definitely my pick out of and it's yeah. many of the games this week. Yeah, uh, Shinobi, it's pretty much was Sega's answer to Ninja Gaiden at the time. Yep. It is... Uh, not an effective answer to Ninja Gaiden, but it is cool. But Fanny Zone is also fun. It's a shoot 'em up, but I use the phrase cute 'em up because it's a cutesy shoot 'em up. Okay. Sure. So, but it's also a fun game to play. Sure. Uh, also coming out Thursday is Sleep Attack for the Switch and Speedrunners for the Switch. Sure. And then going to Friday, January 24th, we have Dream Ball for Xbox One, Lumini for the Switch, which. It came out earlier this week for PS4 and Xbox One. Orn, the tiny forest sprite for the Switch. And World of Magic Planar Conquest for the Switch. Sure. Sure. Bunch of games. Not not a great release week. Um, I would have loved, you know, I mean, there wasn't even a game on the level of, like, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or anything. But No. You know what? Get you some... uh, (laughs) Get you some uh, Shinobi. Maybe maybe that the uh, soccer tactics game. I'm pretty excited about that soccer yeah. tactics game. So, I mean, if we had to pick a pick of the week, truthfully, even after looking at all of it, I think it's got to be Earth Knight. Just because... Earth Knight? Yeah. Or I would say, even though I said I won't play it for a while, the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC. Yeah, so those are our two... I, I, I can't really complain about them. I mean, those are... They're cool things. If you want more Kingdom Hearts content, there's the DLC. And Earth Knight is very, very good. If you have if you have any doubts, go look it up on YouTube. I am very happy that it is finally out, and it is very good. So, that is the drop this week. Thank you very much, Jeff, for your doing your homework. Thank you for your correction. I am very excited about Rune Factory coming out in February. So... Uh, that is a... It's a Stardew Valley-type game, only it's way more anime. So, uh, I'm in. It's cool. Um, so, we'll talk about that more in February, when it is actually coming out. I think it comes out the week of PAX East, which is going to be interesting. So, um, let's talk about some news. First, we got to talk... We had talked about some of the other stuff I had um, found while we were struggling to come up with stuff to talk about. But I think we have to talk about Temtem. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say Temtem? I have seen advertisements for Temtem. I have not had a chance to watch a trailer, but right. from what I get, is almost like an MMO Pokemon game. No, it's not almost. It is exactly what it is. It is. It's an MMO okay. Pokemon game. All right, let me paint you a picture, Jeff. And Kate, welcome to the EFG show. Thanks for coming to watch. 
and everybody else watching. Leave comments. We love to see what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear some of y'all's pick of the week out of the games that we talked about as well. So Temtem is exactly what you just described. It is Pokemon and MMO. Here's how the game starts. You're a plucky teenager that is being asked to adventure around the seven islands on this archipelago chain in the sky that is full of small monsters that you can capture in cards and battle each other. You develop a team full of um, full of these Temtems. You have a rival that follows you around and you do battle with them. Um, yeah, it's that. But they added this is the idea of Temtem is it is an MMO and Kate is um, kind of chiming in. She says that a Pokemon style MMO sounds great. I agree with her. It is currently on Steam, but it's scheduled to come to everything else. Um, it is meant to be more challenging. Specifically, the PvP is a big focus, and you build a team of ten, and there is a pick and ban phase. That's a big deal. Picks and bans are um, that's a holdover from uh, MOBAs, you know, and Smite, and okay. League of Legends, and Dota. The idea is you take your team, which is your character pool, and my guess is. You go back and forth between yourself and your opponent, picking your team and banning someone from their collection. So, using Pokemon as an as as an a um, analogy, I could pick my Pikachu and then ban my opponent's Charizard, which means Pikachu is part of my team for the battle. Charizard is banned, but okay. likewise, they could ban my Squirtle, right? And again, I'm, obviously, that creates a complex metagame that makes combat it makes the picks and bans and you know what you allow them to to do um makes it way more complicated i think that's really interesting uh, i think it looks super cool and i admittedly didn't pay any attention to this game i thought they were gonna get sued into oblivion however it is legally distinct enough that uh, the pokemon company is not paying attention to them and it was popular enough that it crashed servers on launch day um, this is an MMO. It doesn't have a subscription fee. It costs $35 on Steam right now. I think this is going to be in it for a while. Uh, I can't wait to grab it myself. I requested a code. I'm going to give them a little bit of time. And I will be I will be kind of purchasing it. And we probably will be streaming it with Evan because he's actually pretty interested in it. Um, Kate coming in. She says, that would make a fascinating meta when you factor in strengths and weaknesses. Absolutely. When you look at and, and these... Temtem, they have different typing than Pokemon do, but this Crystal Pokemon have things they are weak against, or Crystal Temtem, I'm sorry, have, have uh, Temtem they are weak against versus Temtem they are strong against, etc. All those tactics are there, but then you have the idea that there's like a pick and a ban phase before battles. I think that is cool. I cannot wait to see it in action. This for is one. Consoles? Yeah. Or... It's coming everything. It's coming everything? Do we know Currently when? planned? Um, no. It's okay. in early access on PC right okay. now. So this is one of those games that we could be playing in early access forever. Um, there are for, reportedly a whole bunch of buildings that are just, um, you know, in progress or works in progress. Like, you can't get into them. There are probably entire systems that you can't get into. Um, but that's kind of cool to me. So it is very likely... I'm going to give it until this weekend. And if they don't send me a code... I'll be picking it up, and we'll probably start doing some streams and making some videos next week because all of us are pretty interested in this one. So, okay. 
So yeah. that is Temtem. Um, okay. So that was another piece of news. What, what What's your take? If, when this comes to Switch, are you going to give it a shot? Uh, being the huge Pokemon fan I am, I'm always looking for something like this. So, yes, it would be actually the first time I've ever attempted to play M MMO. So, I you can handle it. I believe in you. Um, I believe in the heart of the cards. So, um, you, you'll be, and that's funny because the Pokemon, the Temtem are actually captured in cards. So it's like, you know, anyway, it's a joke. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, let's talk about some news. There's an update coming to Xbox Game Pass. So if yep. you're an Xbox One owner and uh, you have are an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, we have some pretty significant changes coming yep. soon. One of them being that a whole bunch of games, and um, you know it's losing some it's losing some games and it's getting some new ones. We have one uh, one more comment on Temtem from Kate. She says that they probably pick it up. Morgan uh, Morgan being her uh, daughter, um, and she would probably love it. I think it makes sense. It's a different experience. Um, I think this is just one of those opportunities. You know, Pokemon games only come out so often. So having another game to kind of scratch that itch in the middle is great. There were plenty of monster hunting games like that back when Pokemon first came out, right? We had Digimon and we had uh, Monster Rancher and all sorts of other stuff. Everyone tried to get on that party. Temtem is just, you know, like 25 years too late. But who cares? If it's fun, it's fun. So... Um, anyway, back and, to Game Pass. Oh, I was going to say, ahead, speaking of Monster Ranger and Digimon, they're both still prevalent today. I think Digimon just came out with a new game this fall for the Switch. I think they're bringing back the old PS1 Monster Rancher game that a little bit yeah. of video game history. This game would have you put in your audio CDs into your PS1, and it would randomly generate a monster based on your CD. Yeah, no, listen, that thing was super cool, and we know we know that it's trademarked, but my issue is, like, the gimmick for Monster Rancher was that it would get data from, um, you know, from the D, from the CDs. I just don't know what they would, they need that gimmick, I just don't know what they do. Maybe they would look at your save files? I don't know. Yeah, I don't interesting know. interesting to find yeah. out. Hopefully it's not doing crazy stuff. Maybe it'll look at your social media profiles. That'd be kind of interesting. Although, definitely feels <laughs> shady if that's what they do. Um, I would still probably do it because I'm a glutton. What are you going to do? Um, so, the um, Xbox Game Pass. So, you said that there were a bunch of games leaving Xbox yes. Game Pass, yes? Yes. So, what games are leaving? Anything that uh, EFG cares about? I will say, I don't think a single one is rated... T or under, Less than M. Okay. But, but they're all pretty big games that adults may like to know if they want to get a chance to play them before they leave. Okay, so what are they? So leaving Xbox Game Pass soon, I don't have a date, is okay. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, Okay. Resident Evil 4, yep. Saints Row the Third, yep. The Division, and Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Okay, I mean, these are older games. And the good news is these are all games that are often on sale. So yeah. um, the good news is if you were depending to pl on playing them through Game Pass and you didn't get a chance, Shadow of Mordor, I think I saw it on a digital sale a couple of months ago for $6. Well, And even now, Shadow of War, I believe, goes pretty cheap now, mm -hmm. being over a year yeah. old. Yeah, so fortunately, these are all games that you can get for a song. However, if you are an Xbox Game Pass subscriber and you really wanted to get in on some of that Tomb Raider action, 
from 2013, and you just haven't yet, uh, I would uh, get to it. I mean, I was one of those people because I never played them, and I got my Xbox for Christmas, and so I played well, Tomb Raider. to work. I played Tomb Raider already, so you the second Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider will still be on there. Okay. So, Good. I'm glad you, that you did your homework. Yep. Um, so, with that said, some of these games are leaving. I mean, this is, it's just like Netflix. The Matrix is leaving Netflix um, at the end of March. So, like, we're used to this on Netflix. I think this is something we're just going to have to accept as part of Game Pass. I saw. I, I, I do remember seeing some people on Twitter kind of salty about this. But, guys, come on. This is These are licensing deals. They're on there temporarily. I would expect if a game gets added... If you haven't played it within a year, yeah, it's on you. Um, unless it's a first-party Microsoft title, at which point those will probably be on there forever. So speaking of some games that are coming to the Game Pass, uh, one of them specifically being worth talking about. So uh, yesterday they announced up on Major Nelson's blog, uh, they announced A Plague Tale Innocence, which is an M-rated game, very story-driven, uh, indivisible put a pin in that we'll talk about that that's coming january 30th um and sea salt is in uh is also not a family friendly game uh, but it's an action strategy game and then fishing sim world pro tour yeah who wants to play some play a fishing game probably not me but i might do it because it's funny and it's free with my xbox game pass um so the description is you compete in an authentic career mode against a hundred pro anglers to become the best fisherman in the world. From bass, carp, and predator fishing, play your own way in custom multiplayer competition and online tournaments while using equipment from over 50 partners on real-world venues targeting 29 different species of fish. Yeah. Come on, they couldn't um, get 30? They couldn't, I mean, <laughs> listen. Um, Kate says she loves fishing games but doesn't have an Xbox. Kate, you can come over, you can play it in my house. It'll be fine. Um, we'll have a fishing game party. Um, in fact, I think that game is probably going to be deceptively good. Like, it's just, it's probably going to be fine. I mean, I feel like Microsoft wouldn't try to get the l rights to put it on their service if it wasn't at least somewhat good. Yeah, right? I mean, we'll find out. Who knows? Um, it, it, worst case, it's free. And I bet you everybody will get Well, I mean, it's included. So, um, it'll be fine. Now, Indivisible. This is a game by the people that made Skullgirls, and it's an action RPG. Here's the, the doobly-doo. Um, it says, Immerse yourself in a fantastical world of dozens of playable characters, a rich storytelling experience, and gameplay that's easy to learn but difficult to master. Okay, guys. Writing descriptions. Easy to learn, difficult to master is as cliche as it gets. Come up with a different descriptor. I say that as someone who... Uh, definitely puts that in some of my reviews, but maybe I just need to get better. But you guys can get better. You're professionals. Um, okay. Uh, you play as a fearless girl named Ad Anya, whose life is thrown into chaos when her home is attacked and a mysterious power awakens within her. With a huge fantasy world to explore and a variety of characters to meet and fight alongside of, help Anya learn about herself and how to save her world. That is uh, one of... This came out last year on PlayStation 4. Uh, one of the Infinite co-hosts, my brother's favorite games uh, of last year. He absolutely adored that game. He loved the combat. He loved the art style. It's the, If you have never played Skullgirls, it is an amazingly beautiful fighting game. Um, not necessarily family appropriate because some of those Skullgirls are not fully clothed. It's one of those things. But 
It is absolutely gorgeously animated, and this game is no joke. So Indivisible is um, coming to Game Pass. I am so stoked. I will be playing much of that game. So, yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I haven't seen much about this game, but I'll definitely look it up because it's on Game Pass, and I have an Xbox One now, but it also joins a huge list of backlog games from Game Pass since I am new to the Game Pass library. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are... It is correct. The good news, um, you got time because you got an Xbox. Yes. And I bet you this game will be on there for a while. But if you don't play it within a year, don't complain to me when it falls off. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, did you know that it is uh, nearly the Lunar New Year? I did. It's and February. The, yeah, the way I knew that, and the way I always know that, is because there's an Overwatch event and because Steam does a sale. So, um, there is a massive sale that is live now through January 27th on Steam, and there are many, 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 many games on sale. I think something like a thousand are on sale. Kate, I knew that you knew <laughs> that it was Lunar New Year. Because you seem to have an encyclopedic knowledge of um, holidays that uh, celebrate, or that are celebrated in world cultures. You have just like this is it's like your it's your personal brand. Oh, there's a person. There's a yeah. Pokemon Go event. I was gonna mention that, Kate. Uh, I believe there's certain Pokemon you can catch or something. I don't know. I haven't looked completely into it, but okay, cool. I think it's great. These, I mean, listen. Anytime we have a reason to just do different stuff in games is great. And when we're celebrating, helping people celebrate holidays, sounds awesome. And the fact that we can save some money on video games, um, I'll take any excuse to do that. So just some, um, I'm going to put a list to a GameSpot article. Shout out, shout out to my cousin Peter, who is the managing editor. Um, and so this is 100% nepotism clicks that I'm giving him, but you know, whatever. Um, there are a ton of deals. On games, so um, and if they're on Steam, it is uh, there's some there's some pretty good stuff. Hollow Knight, I think, is like seven bucks, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Some highlights let's see here: this the Spiral Reignited trilogy is half off. Um, if you're looking for The Witcher Wild Hunt, just to give you an example, it's twelve dollars on Steam right now. Now, admittedly, not family friendly. But it is um, for twelve dollars. It's a steal. Yeah, and, and I didn't mean that in a condescending way, Kate. I just knew that you knew because I know that you always know. Um, it is. Is it is the, it the Witcher Three Definitive Edition or just the mate? No, it's just the Wild Hunt. It's just okay. The, it's not. It's not the Definitive Edition, so it doesn't have all the DLC. But if you're someone that just wants to dive in because maybe you watch a TV show, uh, number one, don't play it with your kids. But uh, for twelve dollars, it's hard to argue with. Um, and so, yeah, it, definitely if you are a, um, oh, Nino Kuni 2 is $18. I'm not sure what just happened. I think something fell down in my kitchen. I will have to deal with that later. <laughs> um, so just to give you some ideas, there's lots of stuff rolling around. So that is the, um, so that's the Steam sale. Um, yeah. Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of games. There's just too many games, Jeff. Too many games. But it's hard to argue 
with $18 for Nino Kuni 2 on PC. Um, so, Jeff, we going on vacation in uh, 2023? Yes, I was just going to bring up that. I heard you were treating us all to an EFG company picnic. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? I said, I, I texted my wife when I saw this news and I said, honey, I think we got to take the company to um, Orlando in 2013 or 2023 for the Super Nintendo World, which is opening as part of the new Epic Universe theme park in Orlando. Listen, I love theme parks um, and I love Nintendo. I have a very difficult time understanding or even imagining a world where I don't um, love the love a Nintendo theme park. So and go ahead. I have had this idea in my head since I was in high school of what a Nintendo theme park would eventually be. So to give me your high school pitch, I want to hear what you thought it was going to be. <laughs> And then we'll talk about what it is. So, back in high school, my friends and I would which talk was about like, it. Um, which was like five years ago, because you're incredibly young. Uh, I graduated 12 years ago, so. Okay. Okay. My bad. <laughs> 12 years ago he graduated, guys. 12 years. Okay. Go 2007. Um, so, ideas that I wanted included was always a Donkey Kong roller coaster to based off sure. the minecart levels um, of course a mario kart go-kart thing which they're kind of doing with a mario kart roller coaster something i always thought it'd be cool to do like a pokemon snap yeah type level though i will say i don't know if there'll ever be anything pokemon in nintendo world because of the licensing with pokemon company and all that it'll be complicated yeah but those were the main things that i have come up with back in the day yeah you know what you really weren't that far off i mean the reality is we're getting a mario kart experience the difference is a bunch of stuff that you would never have thought to have imagined back when you were in high school right like the fact that they are turning it into using like rfid watches yeah and turning it into like a living video game yeah um that just sounds amazing stuff that Kate, wasn't possible back then yeah it was it we, we it not only was it not possible like we didn't even imagine that it was a thing um kate uh throwing out that she would love a pokemon snap ride or attraction i agree i think a pokemon snap i have it dumbfounds me that there isn't pokemon snap now like why don't we have pokemon snap on our phones i don't know um, why they didn't release it with the wii u you're right, but why don't they just put it on the Switch? It just seems I, like I a mean, slam yeah. dunk to me. Um, so, Nintendo, if you're listening, Pokemon Company, if you're listening, just just put out Pokemon Snap. I can't imagine it would be that hard. Um, you know, just, just put out Pokemon Snap. Just remaster the original one. Don't even make a new one. If You, you just remaster the original one and people will buy it like crazy. Anyway, um, so... Some of the let's see if this article from IGN gives us some information about some of the attractions. Um, no, they do not. Let's it's see. been really hush hush. I mean, I so it's going to know... open up in Universal's new theme park. So so it's not opening up in Universal Orlando, Universal Studios, or Islands of Adventure. They're creating a new theme park called the epic universe 
Yep. Uh, Nintendo World's the only part that's been announced. They released a map of it, and people are speculating other lands, like How to Train Your Dragon and all that. But so far, Nintendo, Super Nintendo World, is the only one that's been announced so far. Sure. And as far as I'm concerned, none of the other ones matter. I don't care. So, um... The uh, so what we know is there's gonna uh, that sounded awfully rude. I mean, I'm sure that the other parts will be great and wonderful. And I'm I mean, sure it's universal. I think the whole lane will be forever. I I told my wife I want to go opening day, and she's like, I am not staying those lines to go. I'll go by myself. This is my galaxy's edge. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So I did say that I wanted to go, and that it would be a company outing. And uh, she uh, suggested that I um, not talk to her for a little bit because it's going to be expensive. But whatever, I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> it'll be fine. I got three years. So the, so we know there's going to be a Mario Kart attraction, and we also know there's going to be a Yoshi's Island attraction. Um, I'm in. I'm 100% in. I can't imagine a world where I would not be in. You're right. This is our galaxy's edge. Um, all the Star Wars nerds, enjoy yourselves. Go make yourself a lightsaber. Do whatever you got to do here. I'm gonna, you know... Go urinate go. in a piranha plant urinal. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, bear with me a moment. Hey, whoever has their phone playing, like, actually out loud, can you not? Hey, Jake. Can you not play your phone out loud? I am. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's you, you were, but thank you. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo World. I'm, man, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really, really excited. Um, but we, I, I gotta go. And it, I, uh, I, somehow I doubt that I'll be able to bring everybody down there. But hey, who knows? We could uh, totally blow up in the next two years. And then maybe I could. So if you want to see me be able to bring Jeff, um, you know, like and share. All we can live here. stream. Yeah, we all oh, uh, listen. There would be if I were there. There would be so much stupid amount of content. Um, I could not even like. I can't even articulate the amount of content that we would create while we were there. Um, to the point where I don't know that I'd actually be able to enjoy the, the park because I would be too busy making stuff while I was there. But that would be kind of part of the fun. Um, the, the good news is, by the time it opens, we'll have a pretty good idea what's going to be there by nature of the fact that the the uh, Nintendo World in Japan is opening this year. Yes. In time to be open during the Tokyo Olympics. Yes, so. but just to preface it, the Universal in, Tok in Japan is not in Tokyo. So yeah, but it's... It's in Osaka, Osaka about six hours away. Okay, but it's... I said it's opening to coincide with yes. Tokyo. Yes, I just want to make that clear because I made the mistake of getting excited that, oh, it's all this in one area, but it's not. Well, they got bullet trains and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's far. Japan is huge. For anybody that really is, Japan is a very, very large place. Yes, so, I, I've, I've been there. I have not. I will <laughs> go there one day. Um, so, anyway. So that is Super Nintendo World. Um, uh, now you, oh, go ahead. I was going to say real quick, kind of since we're in talks about Nintendo, I did see some news today about if you are a fan of the Pokemon movies, um, Enter yeah. Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution is coming to Netflix on February 27th. 
you know what? I saw that trailer, and I think that looks great. Yeah, it is a CGI remake of the original Pokemon movie Mewtwo, Pokemon the first movie Mewtwo Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, the crazy... I worked at Blockbuster when that game came out on when that movie came out on video. Um, it was wild. Okay, there were people fighting over that movie. They wanted to see it. It was crazy. I was like, all right, it's fine. It's Pokemon's. Um, I did not. I grew into my Pokemon fandom. Um, but that looks great. I can't yeah. wait to watch it with my kids. Yeah, the cra- me neither. My daughter loves Pokemon. She loves Pikachu, Bulbasaur. She has lots of the Build-A-Bears. I, the thing that I thought was interesting was that I didn't realize it hasn't come out for English speakers yet, and this is the debut for it in English. It came out in Japan this summer, and this will be the first I'm time down. English speakers can see it. It's on Netflix. Don't even have to buy it or rent it if you already have a Netflix subscription. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. We will definitely be watching that. I will uh, very likely be uh, publishing a review um, on the podcast feed of that movie. Um, Does it come out before or after Sonic the Hedgehog? When does it come out? February 27th. So Sonic the Hedgehog Hedgehog. comes out on Valentine's Day. Yep, that will be uh, one heck of a way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Who wants to go see not a great movie? Although it probably will be better than we think. And apparently some reports are happening that um, there are projections that it will actually break like 50 million. Like there are some projections that it's going to make a ton of money because people want to go to it to see how bad it is. Is that it? Is that what the I think, projections I, are saying? I don't know if that's what they're saying, but that's my thought on why it's going to break. You know what? I, I it would not surprise me. I mean, we see these companies making these live performance like musicals every fall right like they're doing mean girls next and they did they're they, they're doing they doing young frankenstein and all this and so the the hate watching of people going to watch these plays and then live tweet them um is worth it to them Kate saying that the strategy worked for cats i don't think they genuinely were trying to make a bad cats movie no. i think it just happened I think it just happened, and it's just they're they're just taking advantage of it. I think they genuinely wanted to make a good movie. It just so happened that they made a terrifying body horror movie, um, and that we just live with what we've got. Um, I, I I'll watch the Cats when it's on Netflix or HBO Plus or whatever. I don't know. I'm not paying for it. Um, yeah, they got to make the most of it. Sonic is gonna be not great. But I'm still looking forward to it. James Marsden will always be my Cyclops, and he's in that movie, so. And I think the saving grace could be Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Agreed. Agreed. Jim Carrey, especially if he's old Jim Carrey, um, should be fine. So, yeah, that's um, that's most of the news. Now, you did have um, a board game that you brought to my attention, which admittedly I already knew about, but that's cool. Um, tell us about the board game that you found on Kickstarter. So I found a board game on Kickstarter called Return to Dark Tower. It is by the creators of Gloomhaven and Pandemic Legacy. Now, if you haven't heard of Gloomhaven and Pandemic Legacy, and I will preface this by saying I have not played either of them. I have season one of Pandemic Legacy, haven't had a chance to play it. But they are essentially in a series called Legacy Games. And how, how Legacy Games works is you 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 try to play the game with the same group of people every time and every time you play the game something happens which affects your next game and affects your next game so 
Uh, I, I'm, I kind of skimmed the article. It seems like the Dark Return to Dark Tower is going to be one of those legacy type games. It's going to be app enabled, so yeah. have an app that goes with it. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, let me fill in fill in some of the blanks. Um, first off, good description of legacy games. I uh, couldn't have done it better myself. I have in fact played. Pandemic Legacy Season 1. You should play it. It is quite it's good. It's just trying to find two other people to play with my wife and I. Just play with just you and your wife. And each of you can control two people. I guess that could work. At the end of the day, board and I say this all the time, at the end of the day, board games are your box of junk. What you do with your box of junk is up to you, yes. my friend. Now, I will so, definitely say, sorry, just going to pay, Legacy Games, I do, I have been playing Betrayal Legacy with a group of people, and that game is amazing. Yeah. Same guy uh, made it. So, uh, Rob Daviau, um is responsible, he's the father of Legacy Games, and I guess that's what they call him. Um, he kind of pushes back that kind of praise, but it's true. And it's his company, uh, Restoration Games, that is responsible for this one. And, oh, Kate has a comment on this one. She says she loves Legacy Games. Uh, we love Legacy Games. I'm guessing that means her and her husband. Uh, we've done Risk Legacy and Betrayal and House on the Hill Legacy. Yeah, I mean, Legacy Games are great. Um, the he, th This game is Return to Dark Tower, which is based on Dark Tower, which is a big grail game that was a, a game that came out in the... 80s that had this big black obelisk tower that you had to run with batteries and it helped produce scenarios um, but it was a competitive game now it's a cooperative game and there's the tower and it's app enabled and there's all sorts of stuff going on and it is super cool I have not played it myself but I have been at the table while a prototype was being played and I was very impressed with all the stuff going on with it it is currently on Kickstarter killing it um, so if you want to play, it's 120 bucks to get in the door. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on with this game. And the fact that it is app-enabled gives them the ability to continually update the game even after the game launches without having to sell you new components, which is pretty darn cool. And um, I haven't played a Restoration Games game that I haven't liked. In fact, they're, uh, one of their most recent games, Unmatched, is one of my was one of the EFG board games of the year for 2019, and if you want to know more about that, head to the Engage Family Gaming podcast feed and uh, download and listen to that episode. Um, yeah, Return to Dark Tower. It's wild. I don't know that this is going to necessarily be family affair, uh, but it is a cooperative game. So especially if you have kids that are on the older side, tactically minded, and like playing cooperative games with their folks, you're in. So uh, I think that's all the news that we have this week, Jeff. There really, um, there was a bunch of stuff that happened with you know more delays for M-rated video games. Dying Light got delayed, and there was some other stuff. Um, but you know, not for us. But it's coming. We've got a Nintendo Direct that's on the way. I yes. feel it in my bones. They have done a January Direct. Or, um, or early February, so I believe or, it should come February. next right. week or the week after, is what so I'm guessing. That, and at any time, they could send out a press release, hey, we're having a... Um, they could send it tomorrow and say, hey, next Tuesday we got a Nintendo Direct. And if that happens, it's on. And then we got plenty of stuff to talk about. <laughs> because right now, we know very little about what Nintendo is doing. So, Jeff, thank you very much for uh, being on the show tonight. 
Thank you for having me. And everybody, thank you for watching. We will talk to you next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of the EFG Show. But until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. We did it. All right, sending that to YouTube. It worked. And we didn't have any breaks, so oh. I should be able to publish that tomorrow as a podcast. Cool. Which I'm quite excited about. My goal with the podcast is to, my hope is between this and the Mothership Show and the commutes and some of the other stuff that I'm working on, I'm hoping to get to between like five and six episodes a week. Which would be awesome. Just plain awesome. Yeah, and that also gives people who watch it a chance to, you know, if they if a topic doesn't interest them, they know more stuff is coming that will interest them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and most of my commute episodes are pretty short. Like the only yeah. episodes that are really long are this one and the and the mothership show. And then I'm gonna do a once a month tabletop role playing game show, and that one might be long. But like my commute episodes, I mean, you see them in the feed. They're ten bucks. They're ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, I I listen to your commute ones. Yeah, they're short. Yeah, they're real short. I will um, say I, unfortunately, I don't have time to listen to the main one, but I ha I usually listen to your uh, man, commute ones. The downloads are worth it. So, and um, I don't listen to the EFG show because I don't want to hear my voice. Um, yeah, it's hard to listen to. It's hard to listen to your own voice. I, I have difficulty with it too. Um, it, it, there's no advice for that. It's cool to not listen to it, but the download is just as valuable as the listen. So thank you for down. Thank you for downloading the show. Um, the the one thing that's been kind of cool since we unified the show, it's been the audience is still relatively small, but it is mighty and it's been steadily increasing as I have found new ways to share it. Like, you know, I don't know if you saw on the feed, but like I was able, I've been able to make like videos of them. Okay. There's a service called headliner where I actually have it set up so that when I upload a podcast, like an audio podcast, um, into the feed that later on that day, it actually gets automatically turned into a video, one that I can upload on YouTube, and then one that I can upload um, as an Instagram story. But that also means if it's an Instagram story, I can make it an Instagram TV, and then um, and then it, I can have it filter over to the uh, Facebook page too. So I'm like actually getting a decent amount of content out of it which is cool. Yeah, and I've been sharing at least our EFG shows. I've been trying to share them midday on Friday because I feel like if I share it now, it's going to get buried in everyone's feeds overnight. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, we're, I mean, I don't know if you see this, you should see some of the stats because you're a moderator, but like our first EFG show cleared almost 400 views and that's really impressive. Do they, I mean, what do they count as a view? That's a question I had. So a view, realistically, is anyone that clicks it and starts watching. Okay, so... it's so. not... We really... I doubt we have that many people that watch the entire show. However, no, Thursday nights at 9 o'clock is a pretty good... I mean, I watch the number of people that are watching the whole time. Um, and I'm not watching. I don't count, because I can watch it from within the app that we're broadcasting in. So, okay. um, you're probably one... I'm probably one. But, yeah, I always have it pulled up so I can follow the comments. But that's but that's okay. Um, the reality is we do regularly have people that come in and leave comments afterwards, 
this is one of those things that it's a slow burn. We're making content, and yeah. like, we don't need it to be, you know, 6,000 people watching. This is one yeah. of those things that it is content that we create. It's neat. It's useful. Um, and we get into a cadence. Like, Kate watches every week. Um, and she's the good news is she's the kind of person that she'll watch it. And if we tell her what to do, like, which is what she's been doing is putting all these heart reactions and all this stuff and leaving lots of comments. Like, that's the kind of stuff, that kind of activity helps. Last week when, you're, when your wife was watching, yeah. like, those little things all add up. Because the more, because we we're just looking for interaction. Um, and so, um, I actually, when was this? Last week, I got a, well, the 10th. Was the 10th of last week? My days are running together. Two weeks ago, my aunt sent me a big long text about she goes i watched the first 25 minutes of your show <laughs> yeah great and she was like and i had no idea what the hell you were talking about but yeah she just said i want to let you know i thought you did really good you weren't grabbing my hair on the face she told me i had to watch because i kept going like this so i yeah been... um i you the the advantage of the fact that we're talking heads is that um we can do whatever we want with our hands. If you need to get like a fidget toy, I, I get need a fidget to. Toy. Um, you know, like get like a Rubik's cube or something, but get something quiet. That's the only real trick. Um, I fidget with my phone. Um, yeah. where I'll just kind of click through it. Like I don't know why, but pushing the button, yeah, is like oddly satisfying. But like this is the kind of thing, you know, it, it's a slow burn. I don't expect that it's going to turn into a massive, you know, internet sensation overnight. But this is one of those things we keep doing it. This year, if we don't miss too many episodes, which we shouldn't, Thursdays are good nights for me. Yeah, except, um, I mean, I think the only time we'll miss if one of us is on vacation or something or sick. Yeah, but who cares? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and we just keep going slowly, and we make it a habit. Um, what we should do, and this is just all on, you know, one of us will just have to remember, is to make an event. In fact, I'm just going to do it right now. Because we can do a recurring event. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. Let's go to the page. I'm just going to create a recurring event Thursday night, 9 p.m. And then we can... going to do it and the event name is the EFG show every Thursday at 9pm EST weekly and uh, it is Thursdays and let's see here when are we 
system. We'll just do the event running weekly until the end of the year. Oh wow, we could do uh, we could even do a special one on New Year's Eve next year if we were stupid. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. We could use our phones. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Um, but we're doing this nine until approximately, we'll say nine to ten thirty p.m. And then we can always mess around. Oh my God! Thank God my kid decided didn't start screwing around until now. <laughs> so, all right. So we have an event. I need to make an EFG show logo. That's my um co-host. All right. So my co-host is you. All right. So. Um, I listed you, you should get a notification. So it's Thursday, uh, from 9 to 10. Weekly, it's games, keywords. Um, let's see here, I'm going to do video games, board games. about the event on Messenger, that's fine. Um, yeah, we got it, boom. Oh, Thursday, oh, we can't create it in the past, fine, Thursday, <laughs> Um, there, published. So now we have an event every week. So the idea is we can invite people. Okay. Um, and we can encourage other people to invite. This is just another thing that people will see. Um, I need to get an EFG, an Engage Family Gaming, like an EFG Show logo. We'll do that later. The good news is we can update that forever. Um, yeah, we've got events. So there All right. Um, and this way, yeah, this will be even better because it means, number one, I can boost it if we needed to. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. So, all right, so you have a good night. Yep, I will uh, let you know once everything's published on the YouTubes and the podcast. All right. Sounds good. Later, dude. Yep. Bye. Bye.